What does it mean to be a writer for The Hustle Zone? It means you are a person that takes action, even when you're unsure what action you are going to take. It means you are creative, thinking of crafty ways to make your community better. It means you have already sacrificed a lot so you could have freedom. It means you're obsessed with being a winner rather than being the status quo. It means you love a challenge and that you won't back down no matter the circumstances. It means you don't know the words quit and no. It means you eat fear for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It means you do what you love. Look, our lifestyle may not be normal to average folks, but it is our culture. This isn't a fad or a trend. We live and breathe the culture of entrepreneurialism. With us, there are no excuses. There are just results, blood, sweat, and tears. You have been chosen to represent a culture that everybody wants to live, but can't because they don't want to change their habits. Folks, welcome to Team Hustle Zone, the world's first living documentary for entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs love risk. They love freedom. They value time. They take action. They make moves. They hustle. They grind. Some are flashy. Some are frugal. Some are women. Some are men. Some are kids. It doesn't matter who you are or where you've been. We may cry. We never quit. It is in our veins. You may laugh when we say for you to remember our names. Remember our names, hear our tone, and get the f*** out of the way if you're not in the hustle zone. 
The Hustle Zone captures the spirit of the entrepreneur, highlighting the story that leads to the glory. If you are an entrepreneur and have a compelling story to tell about your journey, make sure to DM The Hustle Zone and we'll get you on our show. Welcome to The Hustle Zone. Hey, what's up, folks? How are you guys doing today? Welcome to the Hustle Zone. Um, I'm your host, Ryan Perez. I mean, it's been a while. You know, I was looking at the, um, you know, the, uh, I, we just recently got approved for um, IMDb. Uh, so it, it's a, a movie database where all the, you know, broadcasts um, get, you know, documented and databased and, you know, um, and, he, and you guys probably seen it because, you know, when you're wanting to rate a movie or you wanted to look up who the cast members are in a movie, uh, you can go onto IMDb and it's pretty much a doc. It's like uh, all the credits that are, uh, it kind of lists all the credits that are in, uh, um, you know, either, you know, the big screen, the small screen, um, or any live miniseries. And, and the, the Hustle Zone is a miniseries, so um, I'm super excited about that, folks. If you guys haven't bought yourself a, a sweatshirt, tank top, you name it, we got it. So, you know, check us out at hustlezone.clothing. Uh, that's hustlezone.clothing, and that will take you to get that team. Um, and that's where you can um, find all of your uh, uh, Hustle Zone gear. Um, and pretty much what you're doing is you're supporting the culture, you know, the culture of entrepreneurialism. We're coining that. That's our thing. You know, uh, that's uh, because no one has really approached entrepreneurialism from that, that standpoint. Uh, and we, we, we're actually turning this, instead of it being hustle, called the Hustle Zone, uh, we're going to be calling it Hustle Zone TV. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Vimeo. That's where the Vimeo is going to be, where we, we're going to be putting all of our, our, our content. And, folks, this is the first living documentary of entrepreneurs. Um, and we are going to be documenting the culture of entrepreneurialism. So, you know, give it up for that. You know, like, woo, we all clap it over here. But the first, <laughs> the first living documentary. Uh, uh, and we're going to, uh, you'll be able to see this all on hustlezone.tv. So when we get the website out and we launch this magazine, um, we're going to document the culture, the, the just the essence behind the entrepreneurs. Not, we don't care about, because here's the thing. People like to crop their success. I like to just remove the crap. I want to see everything because, yeah, you may have money today, but maybe you won't have money tomorrow. But you're still an entrepreneur. Nothing changes you from being an entrepreneur. So we definitely want to highlight that. And then we also want to remove the redundancy because everyone's saying the same damn thing. You know, they'll look at Eric Thomas. They'll look at, uh, uh, they'll look at uh, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee. Uh, Zig Ziglar, they will repeat the same stuff over and over again. It, it makes the, the content redundant. So we want to remove the redundancy and actually put some real content talking about the entrepreneur's story. So you'll always know my style. My style is I start asking. I don't go for the, the direct response. I go for side response. I, I go for, you know, I, I, I've come at these interviews with different angles. 
So if you are interested in being a writer, please hit me up in my DMs. Uh, please know it is a commitment. It is a commitment, 100% a commitment. So I want you guys to definitely, uh, if you are going to commit yourself, when you get into the group, there's a lot of information. It's not meant for amateurs or people that are not ready to take it to the next level. It's meant for people that already have their stuff together and they, ju they just want to add this to their portfolio. Um, you know, because that's how I do business. I don't do business with everybody, and the, the hustle zone is the same nature. Is that you know, if you're ready to put content out there, um, you got your press kit, you got your headshots, you got all that stuff ready. This is the right place for you. So hit me up if you're interested. So uh, before I get to my guest, I just want to see who's in the room. So who's in the room? No comments right now, which is okay. Um, no comments, so we're gonna we're gonna get right into it. So, um, episode five, uh, we had a, a, a man by the name of Pierre Evans, and he had come on here to talk about his 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 life story, and how he was caught up in the wrong, um, you know, ca caught up in the wrong situations when he was a kid, and um, you know, and he made some transformations. You know, he lost opportunities with football. And, you know, there's just a, a lot of things that had happened to him, but then he turned it all around. And now, you know, he started uh, uh, an organization called Re-Empower. And, you know, he's been, he's been killing it. Like, I, I, every so often, you know, like, we're all busy, so we, don't, we all kind of get in when we get in. It's like, hey, what's up? And then we got to go because we're all busy. But, you know, he's been killing it. He's been touring. Um, you know, he, he, and for all those who know Eric Thomas, I mean, uh, Pierre works with him. They're like brothers, man. And, and it's just nice to see, you know, uh, you know, people on Facebook touching lives of, of others and helping you. So I just want you guys, like, he's in the background, he's laughing and stuff like that. So I just want to get him in. So what's going on? Uh, uh, just let me, my, my mouse is not working. What's going on, Pierre? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. So, uh, how how how's life been since last time you've been on? Life life's been growing. Life life's been getting better. Right? It's uh it's not at a standstill. So, I have I have absolutely no complaints with life, man. I'm I'm enjoying it. You know, I I wake up every morning and and I say to myself, I don't know how somebody can be mad or someone can be down or feel a little discouraged like you woke up this morning so just waking up man i see it completely different just a true blessing it just tells me like yo you have another opportunity right you have another shot to make today better if you was mad at yesterday it's okay it's over we got a new beginning so let's let's make today count that's awesome so um can you tell everybody what um re-empower does and, and what you guys are all about Man, re-empower, man, it's, um, you know, it says it all, right? When you hear re-empower, it's like, okay, re-empower, re -re reinvent yourself, re-empower yourself, readjust, um, you know, rethink, refocus. E everything that you can put re in front of is what you need to help push your life forward. So for me, you know, just, just re-empower in itself, I want to, the term itself, re-empower, when, when we came up with the name of the company, it it means to to go back to, to that childhood mindset, right? Like child children are relentless, man. They go after whatever they want. Like you can tell them no a million times. 
and they're going to ask you a million and one times. They're going to keep going until they get what they want, and they will not stop no matter how much you yell at them, no matter how mad you get. Right? I remember I said to my daughter one day, she kept saying, why, why, why? And I kept saying, baby, can you just stop saying why for a minute? And she looked at me. She said, okay, how come? And she switched, right? She be, she got creative on another way to ask. She found another way. So re-empowers, just go back to that that mindset of being a child. You know, when you was a child, you asked a million questions a day as adults. Like we probably went all day long, man, and haven't asked a question. And if you're not asking questions, you're leaving information on the table. And if you're leaving information on the table, you're leaving growth on the table. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things, man, you know, re-empower is just adding value to your life, not new value because you already have it. It's just getting you to getting you to look at your life differently and get back to that time in life where you was just gaining all new information daily and now you stopped. And that's the only reason you're not growing is because you're abandoning information. So uh, can you let the audience know, because last time we, we, we talked more about your story and not necessarily about all the great things that you have accomplished. Um, can you go through like a Coles Notes version of all the things that you guys have done in the, in the last few years? Um, listen, this here, first first thing, right? Like you see... You see the paperwork, right? Like you see the paperwork. I, I want you to understand this is this is GD. Um, you know, reading's not the best, spelling's not the best. But I took everything from here and I put it here. And and now I I, I want to say like the first week of, of July. Um, the first week of July, the book should be you know in my hand. But this been a long time coming. You know, it had been a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of pushbacks. Them sending it back, me sending it back, um, but it's coming, right? So that's the the biggest thing for me is 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 the book is complete. It's it's put down, um, man. You know, doing doing Canada in in uh, in September, September 9th and tenth, well, uh, being Toronto and being Winnipeg. You know, I got a call the other day, and and I'm on a a conference call. The beautiful thing about the internet, the internet is a beautiful thing. There's no boundaries. You can cross oceans. You can cross. You know. Borders, you can cross whatever you want to cross with the internet. Um, so I just got off a call the other day, and to start off the year, maybe I think it's like maybe March, end of March, beginning of April, you know, doing two cities in New Zealand and one in Australia. So it's just constant, it's just constant growing. And I want more than anything, man, I want y'all to understand that the only thing that's getting the company to grow, the only thing that's taking it somewhere different is the fact that we don't stop. We don't stop, right? Like you run into a brick wall, it's okay. When I run into a brick wall, it says, wow, you traveled some distance, right? Because you wouldn't have a brick wall if there was no distance to travel. If you wasn't moving, you wouldn't be running into a dead end. So every time I run into a dead end, uh, uh, I don't even want to use the term dead end, but a brick wall or, you know, just a, you know, something that's, that, that just tries you, it's a trial, a tribulation. It tells me like, yo, you overcame some things in your life because now you're at a new point and when you bust through this you get into a whole nother level so just seeing levels come down man it's just been growing you know more more tours i'm not having to call everybody up like hey can i come here and speak can i come there and speak there's people now that i try to call and go in for free to speak and you know they didn't want to let me in at first and now they're calling me and they still want the free joint right that that doesn't exist anymore Right. So, it, it, man, the company's just growing and, and, and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes in the next, you know, throughout the next two quarters of the year. So what do you think is the um, the main challenge right now? Um, because, I mean, 
we as entrepreneurs, we all have challenges running our businesses and, and whatnot. Like, what would you say right now is the, the major challenge that you're experiencing in all of this glory that you're experiencing? Yeah, just, you know, being being a, a one man team and doing everything on your own. Um, there was a time when I was just looking for help and looking for help and looking for help. And it wasn't coming. And then, and then I got to the point, man, where I said, you know what? I don't want to look for help. I just want to become great at what I do. I just want to master speaking. Right. And I got a ways to go. But that's all I want to work on. So I, I think at some point, at some point as an entrepreneur, at least where I am right now, right, I can only talk where I am. So I'm not I can't go beyond this, beyond where I am. But where I am right now, it's looking for somebody to come in and play the role of some of the roles that I have to play all of the roles of. But one of the problems people run into is you've been putting so much of you into this. You've been nursing it. It's your baby. It's like saying, yo, I'm going to put my two-year-old on the plane to fly over to, to Guam somewhere, right? And, and fly out the country and all by themselves. And I want, I'm going to rely on somebody else to take care of it. So just, you know, at this point, getting someone in, but realizing that and when you bring them in, you got to let it go. You got to let that part of it go in order for it to grow because we spend so much time working working on the working in the company. We don't spend the time we need working on the company. So for me, man, I got, you know, I finally got an assistant. You know, tomorrow we'll have a conversation and, and we'll talk. But the first thing I said is you do not have to worry about me, you know, trying to micromanage you and, and not letting pieces go. I'm putting it, I'm putting it all in your hands. And all I ask is you just give results. So I think that's one of the problems, man. We put so much time into it and then we become afraid to let it go because we want to nurse it. But understand you can't grow beyond where you are if you don't let things go and you just work on the things that you're that you're a master at. Right. So just look at it. If you're if you're good at three things, I need you to get rid of two of them and I need you to just become a master at one. And the other two things I need you to find somebody else to do. And if you master your one and you allow them to master the one that they're working on, your company will grow at a faster rate. And you, you need to stop being nosy and just work on you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think that, like, you know, there's two powerful things that I, I personally believe is like trust and forgiveness. You know, you have to be able to forgive when people make mistakes and then you have to be able to forgive yourself, but you also have to trust people again or yeah. and you have to trust people in handing over your baby because I mean like, you know, your especially if it's your first or second, you know, business, like it's still emotion you're you're emotionally attached to it. But then when you hire an assistant, cuz I've had a few in, in in you know, in the past few years, it's like I end up doing all the work because I don't want them I don't want to give them my passwords to my social media account. So how do you feel about all of that? Like that level of trust and handing over the keys to somebody and saying, Hey, you you run with it and you know and hope that they bring results back. Like how do you deal with that? Well you gotta you gotta ask yourself the question, do you want your business to grow or do you want your business to stay where it is? Right. It's, it's just that simple. If, if you want your business to grow, then what you have to do is you have to allow them to grow your business in that area. And if you're not going to allow them to grow your business in that area, then you need to find somebody else. If you don't trust them, why do why? Why are you working with them? Right. Like just ask you, like, like, let's just be real. If it's somebody that you don't trust, why? Why are you even letting them in what you're doing? Mm -hmm. they, they shouldn't even be involved. So you, you, you got to let it go. You got to ask yourself. Right. Just ask yourself, say. And, and this is simple. And this is why I say like all your answers are within you. Right. So ask yourself real simple and just say, 
if, if I continue on the path that I'm on, am I going to get to the next level? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then why would you want to keep traveling that path? It means you got to take a shot with somebody. Now, that person you get might not be the right one. And the next one might not be. And the 10th one might not be. The 11th person might be the one that you need. But because you went through 10 bad ones, now you're, you're considered to be a batted person. Right? It's like they say somebody in domestic violence, like, yo, you're battered. Like, now you think everybody in the world is bad and you don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to trust nobody. Well, it's the same in business. If you had a few bad relationships and it didn't work right, now you're running around and you're a batted person. You got to let that go and you got to rely on somebody if you want your business to go to the next level. Because if you knew how to do it, you would already be there. You're not there because you're missing something. And because you're, you, you've been battered and, you're, and, and you feel nervous and you're scared to trust somebody, you will never get to what you want. You're just going to be able to get the thought of what you want to have, but you're not going to get to what you want to have. That's right. That's right. Uh, so speaking of which, because this is, the, this is the hustle zone and I don't like to do... I don't necessarily want to just talk about the elements of success, but I want to kind of mix it in with some current events. And mm-hmm. currently right now, we have, uh, like, in you, you in America have issues with, uh, there's just a lot of drama on the news in, in terms of Donald Trump. And um, I guess the, the issues kind of stem from leadership. And being able to trust your leaders. In that context, with what's happening in the media, like, what do you feel? Like, first off, like, what is your definition of a great leader? Some somebody, a leader is somebody who's willing to to do the job themselves and not just look for somebody else to do the job. They're willing to lead by example, right? Because anybody can can have the whole plan down and just manage the plan. But are you going to get your feet dirty? Right? Are you going to get your hands dirty? Are you going to be in the trenches? Are you going to are you willing to do the work or are you just looking for somebody to do the work? Mm-hmm. Now, right. And that's all fine and dandy. But, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's times where people are going to be nagging at you and saying mm-hmm. negative things about your leadership skills. They may not agree with the direction that you want to take them. So how, where does that come in and and what skill sets do you need to have in order for you to be able to keep, continue to control the situation so that you know you, you get to your end goal you, you gotta you gotta be grounded in, in in yourself right you gotta you gotta have belief in yourself and what you do and understand every decision you make is not going to be right there's decisions that I made in my life that aren't right there's relationships that I that I hurt that that you know it, it wasn't right and it was on me that had the relationship go the wrong way, right? So there's some things that I know I need to fix relationship-wise with some people, right? So it's from a, from a leader standpoint, it's not good, but then I got to ask myself, like, yo, is what you did, is it right? It hurt somebody, but is it right? And if the answer is no, then I got to fix it. If the answer is yes, even if you're mad at me, I got to stick to what I said because at the end of the day, I believe that this is going to work. So as a leader, we start looking at, you know, you're the leader of the world. There's, there's no way that everybody is going to agree with what you do. The most important thing is to make sure that what you do, you believe it's in the best interest of everybody else and you're not doing it from any any uh, dirty way or, you know, you don't have bad intentions. You're just, you know, doing it like I don't care what happens or oh, I know it's going to benefit me. Like what's going to benefit the world? So if you're making decisions based on what's going to benefit the masses, 
No matter who disagrees, you have to stick with what you're going through because you believe it to work. At the end of the day, if it works, everybody who hated on you or everybody who didn't believe it is going to be like, oh, my God, it's so great. And they're going to be like, yeah, you know, I, had, I was I, I thought it might work. I just wasn't sure. And if it doesn't work, everybody's going to turn on you anyway. So no matter what you do, right, people are going to be mad. I just think that you as a person, as a man or as a woman, you have to like. Believe in yourself, and if you feel in your heart that it's the best thing to do, listen, follow through with it. Because no one knows you're going to win or lose until it's over. But most people, what they do is they, before they get through it, they start to feel all this pressure coming on, and everybody starts to say they're pounding on them, and, oh, that's not right, and this ain't right. You should do this, and you should do that. And that, that beats on you so bad that you, you, you change your mind, and you make, a, you make another decision. You second-guess your answer on a test, and the, because you changed it, it's not right. And the teacher calls you up and says to you, I see you had it right, but you changed it. Hey, Why? Hey, Pierre, I just yep. we have to go to a quick commercial break. Just yep. one, uh, we'll be back in one minute. All right. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Coach and Beyond with Coach Sagasta. And right now, I want to talk to you real quick, man, about the 362 opportunities that you have this year ahead of you. I want you to definitely optimize on those 362 opportunities. Create yourself. Have a creative process on what you want to attain this year. And be very, very diligent about it. If there's anything I've ever shared with anybody, it's about being diligent and consistent with your desire to be phenomenal for 2017 as well as 2018. So get engaged today and don't waste any more time because despite, despite fear, despite the hobgoblin, it is time to definitely engage at being great all this year and take every opportunity to the next level. I appreciate your time. Coach and Beyond with Coach Sagasta, I'm out of here. So yes, we we are back. Uh, so let, I was going to ask you, where do because you, like, you have all this wisdom and knowledge, but where are you getting like, what are your sources of inspiration right now? Like, who are the leaders that you are looking up to, um, and uh, or that that you've you've met or in the past, you know, who who are those people that you know ground you? Yeah, for, for, first of all, you know, just just spiritual, man, um, you know, sticking, you know, being spiritual, it, it, it helps me. And I'm not going to tell you I'm the most righteous person in the world, um, but I do understand there's certain ways you need to live, certain things you need to follow. Um, and, you know, the, the mentor that I have right now, man, being with, with, with Eric Thomas and CJ, these are dudes that are not stopping. They're continuously growing. What happens with a lot of us is we get a mentor that they already stopped growing in their life and they're at a place where they're comfortable and we learn from them. Well, what happens when we surpass them? What happens when we, we, we get close to where they are? We get close to their level, whether it's from an intellectual standpoint, a financial standpoint, whatever it is, when we get close to them, most of us don't start the process of looking for someone new. Well, I, I'm fortunate to work with dudes who are still growing and they're still climbing. And I, I didn't even learn everything that they learned up until the point where they are. So I'll be following them for, for years to come. And you notice I said following because I find a lot of people have a problem with the term. I don't want to be a follower. Let's be very clear. There's nothing wrong with being a follower. It's just who you decide to follow that becomes the problem. Mm. So, you know, outside of outside of Eric Thomas and CJ, you know, um, 
Jay Z, man, I look at Jay and I study Jay and I, I read, I read up on Jay. You know, not where he is, but where he, where, where he was. And I study the journey and the growth and the transformation that you know he just keeps having. And there was a time when you know when Jay came out with the with the first album and and, and it was real street. And then he started to grow. Well, he was outgrowing me. Our relationship was becoming distant because his music was based on his growth, but because I wasn't having growth. There was separation, so I was like, ah, oh, Jay, whack, man, I don't want to listen to dude. But as I started to change my life years down the line, many years later, I, I realized that it wasn't Jay's music was trash. It was I wasn't ready to get the information. So what I'm saying to you is sometimes we're watching people where we get the opportunity to study with people and sit with people and get information, but you're getting information from somebody who's out of your league. Like there's so many levels ahead of you that when they're talking to you and giving you information or you're studying information instead of you studying 101, you're studying 205 and you, you don't even understand 101 yet. So what they're giving you is way over your head and you don't understand it. So you get lost and the growth never comes. You got to stay. You got to respect where you are. First, identify where you are, respect where you are and find somebody a level two above you. And then you start to study them. And then when you get there, you just keep moving up the chain. So Jay, Jay would be the dude that I would say would be that next guy that I look at. Um, you know, I love Puff's energy. I love where they come from. I love the fact Puff was serving coffee before he got to where he is. And people looking at Puff like Puff's the man. Puff was serving coffee. He was up in there as an intern bringing dude coffee, like whatever you needed. He needs some shoe shine. He's bringing his shoes down the street. So when you watch the show he had back in the day when he was sending people to go get cheesecake, Pop's like, yo, if you think you're too good to go get my cheesecake, I did this already. Mm. Right. So 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 how can you expect me to put you on and you're not willing to do the stuff that I did to get on? I, I, I like I put humility before honor to put me on mm. and you want to just be on it and you want to get on like that's not going to happen. So for me, man, watching them dudes and understanding what they've been through, where they come from, and not just what I see in the media, but reading and studying it, man. So I say, you know, again, Eric Thomas, CJ, Jay-Z, Puff, and, and of course, you know, I admire, you know, like, like, like your Warren Buffetts. I, I, I look at him and I'm, Buffett by a company raised something a penny. Like, yo, they're selling, them, they're selling a million a day. I'm going to raise it up a penny. Nobody notices. And I make millions more a year just by doing this. Like, bro, genius. Mm-hmm. Genius. Right. Yeah, straight up. And like about the coffee thing, I mean, I started um, when I started really learning about management and uh, running a business, I um, I learned it from my friend Louise. And we were working at a I was, uh, you know, uh, $14 an hour job selling cell phones. And um, he, he he was going to leave the company and he made me into the manager. But I had to be his assistant. And I was a damn good assistant, which made me a damn good leader. You know what I mean? Because like I had to, you know, I had to, I had to make sure I got everything ready for him for these business meetings. But I was so dedicated, making sure everything was right. You know, because it, there's a lot of us that believe that, you know, there's a lot of us believe that we are a specific role. But you know, being in a team and having a team environment, you know, there's going to be times where you're not the leader. And, and, and you have to humble yourself to be able to listen to what is happening, you know, because I think John Maxwell was the one, I, I think a long time ago, I was in my early 20s, John Maxwell was like, man, sometimes, just go in a, in a meeting sometimes, there'll be that one dude in the room that will command the room. It's not, it's not your right 
to step up and be like, well, you know, I'm the man in here and, and, and whatnot. Your job, because it's, it's obvious that you don't have the ability to lead in that situation. It's not saying that you're not a leader, but you've got to be able to be flexible enough to, to lead and, you know, to follow. But then also when they don't know and you know you have to step up and you've got to be accountable. Yeah, you know, listen, man, people got to understand, like, you you might not be a leader in the room that you're in. But in another room, you're a leader, right? So wherever you are in your life, there's somebody that wants your position. So to the people that want to be where you are, them are the people that you can be a leader to and help them rise up. But you're still going to be a follower in some other room. I don't like it doesn't matter, right? Like you look at the highest level like i said jay so we talk about jay jay's a leader but when jay gets in the room with buffett jay's humble why because there's information he's going to get from buffett that he wouldn't get so he's not the leader in that room at least not in every discussion now there's discussions that he can lead in why because he has more of an insight in this area but the reason people don't understand that is because they don't even know what their strong suit is they trying to do everything and they trying to do stuff they ain't even great at they just like doing it so that's what they want to do because what happens is you like so when you're great when you're great at something when you're good at something and you're on the, on the on the verge of becoming great the journey gets harder the things get a lot rougher. The path gets a lot like the terrain isn't smooth anymore, but it's only rough for a little period. And that period is just testing you to see if you really deserve the attention and the, and the benefits that are going to come when you cross this level of greatness. Mm -hmm. So if you're not ready and most people back out right there, they back out right there like they stop. Like, man, I don't want to go through that. That's stupid. I'm already good. I'm doing this or, you know, my income's good. Like my lifestyle's good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good right where I'm at. Listen, you're not good where you're at. You just don't think you can get to great. So because you don't think you can get to great and you don't believe in yourself enough, you stop. You can't tell me like you've been in the same place for 10 years and this is just where you want to stay. Everybody wants more. But one, you don't know how. Number two, when you do get to the point, you're not ready for the test that's in front of you. That's right. I, and I wanted to, I, I just wanted to, um, uh, Acknowledge some of the people in the room. We got some comments. Uh, Frank Sagasta says, uh, "Know how leaders are the best in the business." Yeah, damn right. Um, then we have uh, Frank again says, "You need to come with authority and power. No excuses." Um, Lisa Costa says, "I love John Maxwell. Yeah, he's a great he's a great leader and great coach." Um, Lisa says, "Starting from the bottom." Um, so Shondell says Puff was cleaning toilets. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's serious. So thank you guys, Frank, Lisa, um, Shondell. Thank you guys all for uh, participating in tonight's discussion. I mean, it's, it's always nice. So folks, uh, don't forget, if you guys want to support the Hustle Zone to continue uh, to, to help us uh, get to the next level, we would love for you to purchase a t-shirt, a hoodie. It's not to support me and to, to put food on, on my kid's table. You know, I have a business that already takes care of that. We just want to get the message out to as many people as possible. We want you also to rep the, the, the culture of just, you know, not quitting. You know, so when you're wearing that logo, you're wearing, you, you're wearing something that, that means something because all of us are volunteering our time just to share this information out with you guys. Uh, and uh, make sure you guys share this broadcast. I don't like you know. I don't ask a lot because uh, I don't want to bombard you. But you know, please share. And uh, you can see that we got six likes. Thank you guys so much. We got four loves. 
come on, just let it pour. Uh, send this message out to so many people. So now, um, what? Uh, when did you learn, Pierre? Um, like, first, what's your what's your perspective on teamwork? Teamwork, man. Um, you know, I believe that there's a lot of people want a team. Everybody wants to have a team. There's not nobody that doesn't want to have a team. Some people just want a team that only want to do what they say for the, what they tell them to do. Right. Everybody wants one. But what I what I believe is before you build your team, you have to build yourself to be a one man team. And and I and, and I don't mean, you know, like like for a long period of time, but you need to know everything that needs to be done in your business, in your day to day, up until the point that you are that you're currently at, because when you bring a team in, if you don't know what you need somebody to do, how can you get a team? How can you have somebody come into your team, come into your business, into your life, and you don't even know what role you need them to play? You're just like, oh, I got a team now. Okay, cool. What am I supposed to do? Like, give me a list. And you're like, I don't know. Like, let's just build. Like that. That's not how it works. So, you know, for me, I, I think a team is you have to first identify the five areas that you're strong in, right? And then once you identify the five areas you're strong in, I think you need to identify the next five areas that you're extremely weak in. And I need you to take out of the five, take the one, and I need you to master that one. And maybe you can play around with two a little bit. But them areas that you're completely weak in, you have to now find somebody who's strong in them areas. But then one of their weaknesses is your strength. And this is what's going to make you a solid team. Because if you just get somebody who's strong in the area you're strong in and then somebody who's strong in the area that you're OK in, like that's like you're still you still have weak points. So identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Find somebody whose weakness whose strength is one of your weaknesses and bring them to the team. But then one of their weaknesses have to be your strength so you can help complement them. And this is what's going to make that chain link fence solid. Mm -hmm. So what, and then, so this leads me to the next question is what experiences have you had in working with teams and, uh, you know, and take us like, take us back to when, like, were you always, a t first off, were you always a team player? Or did, uh, you, did you have situations where you had problems working with others and, and, and whatnot? Because I, I would like everyone to know, you know, because not everybody just walks into teamwork and being like, hey, I'm here for the tape. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Hey, I could be a team player now because I, I realized that when I wasn't a team player, it didn't work out too well. Right. So so uh, playing this is one of my things. Right. So. I played basketball at a, at a very young age. I started playing on a team and it teaches you things. I'm not with this new thing they got, you know, with this sport, everybody gets to be in the game. No matter what, everybody got to get on the field or the team don't, the team can't play or they don't win. I'm, I'm not with that. If you don't deserve to be on the field or on the court, then you should not be there. There's no reason I should work extra hard to, to create my talent and develop my talent and you get to get in the game. Like, and you're not working at it. You go home and, you know, you ain't working out. You just eating whatever you want. Like, you're like you're not taking this serious. Well, the bench needs to be where you are. That, that just means all you want to do is wear the uniform. You don't really want to be a star on the team. I want to be a star, so I work hard. So as a young guy, you know, playing, playing, uh, playing basketball at the local recs, and, you know, I worked hard to play. And you had to earn your position on the court. And when I got on the court, there was times I didn't want to pass the ball. I'm the man. I got the ball one-on-one. -on -one. I'm going to take you. If I make it, yeah, great. If I don't make it, so what? I get you the next time. But I wasn't thinking about my teammates. 
and I had a great coach and the coach used to, when I would do that, the coach would pull me out and sit me on the bench and say, I don't care how good you are. If you don't treat your team right and you don't pass your team the ball, then you being good by yourself is not good enough for the team. And I'm like, wow. And it took me a long time. Like, he benched me a lot of games. A lot of games he would pull me out and take me out for like a minute or two. Then it got to he'd take me out for a quarter. Then it'd take me out for half the game. Next thing I know, I'm sitting on the bench. He's like, I'm not playing you today. I'm like, why? He's like, you don't like to pass the ball. So I learned, like, okay, let me get my team involved. And I started to see not only was we winning more games, but the chemistry with the team became better. And I said, okay, yep, teamwork. But by the time I got to, you know, playing football as, as a teenager, you know, that kind of went out the window because you're the only one with the ball. And when you got the ball, it's all about you, right? It's not about anybody else. You get the ball and you run. So I said, if I work extra, extra, extra hard, there are going to be a lot of running plays and I'm going to get the ball a lot of time and I'm going to hear my name being yelled out and I'm, I'm going to look real good. But what I didn't realize is that I had to play even when I didn't have the ball and, I, and, and sometimes I was falling short and my coach called me on it a few times and he benched me. And I said, wow, yep, I got to be part of this team. I, I, I got to be part of the team thing. So from that point on, that helped me to say, you know what, by myself, I can only take myself so far. I only know so much. I can read a book and you can read a book. I'm getting one thing out of the book. You're getting another thing out the book. So if I'm not getting what you're getting, that means I'm leaving stuff in the book. So I said to myself, I'm like, okay, cool. As we build business and as we grow, if you put yourself in a group of people who are all looking to get ahead and we're all reading the same thing and studying same, the same thing, you're able to give me your feedback. I can give you my feedback. And we got this circle now of cheat codes. And because we have this circle of cheat codes, we create a winning environment. And, and I understand like, man, I, I can't do it by myself. We, it doesn't matter. We can study the same thing, but that's why some people get an A and some people get an F. Right, because we're just not studying right. Right. Yep. Right. I'm gonna just go and take. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna take um, another gab at these comments here. So Lisa uh, Costa says, "I need a mentor." Well, Pierre's your guy. So hit up Re Reempower. What's the website, by the way, uh, Pierre? Re5ql.com. It's real simple. Re5ql.com or PierreEvans.com. You can go to P. Hey, hey, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. I'd be tripping now. I'd be tripping. So we're, we're sitting up in the spot, man, in the Cheesecake Factory, and uh, someone came over to came over to E. Um, Eric Eric Thomas, and they was like, "Yo, man, I heard you do the video on fourth quarter. You know, fourth the fourth quarter." And he was like, "Yo, you got to check my man, fifth quarter living out. He got he got the fifth quarter, and it's something completely different." And I'm like, "Yo, like you got the number one speaker in the world. He's over here, like, yo, you got to check out the the, the fifth quarter." And dude went and checked out. He went and Googled fifth quarter living and it came up and he was like, yeah, I checked out your video in the back. Yo, I'm following you from this day on. Now, 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 I want you to get this right. It's not even about he gave me the plug. It's about he told me a long time ago, like, yo, there's no time for you to get ready when it's game time. You got to stay ready. Imagine if I was never posting videos. Imagine if I was never hashtagging fifth quarter living and do go to hashtag it and do fifth quarter living and nothing pops up. That means he would have never he would have never been following me. There's something that and it's not even about me, but there's something that maybe he got out of a video that helped him progress in his life some. So a lot of us are waiting for all of these opportunities and we're waiting to get all of the money we need to make things happen. And we're not maximizing free. I, I promise you, you're not maximizing free in your life. And the reason you're not is because you're focused on. You're, you're, you're focused on the money you need to make something happen that you're overlooking what you can be doing as free. Mm hmm. 
It yeah. cost me nothing to put the praise to put the uh the information in these pages here. This didn't cost me nothing. Right? It cost me absolutely nothing. So because it didn't cost me nothing, I put it on paper. And because I put it on paper and I shared the story, now I got the now now the book is published. I'm a, I'm a published author. The book's coming out. It didn't cost me nothing to put it there, but because I put my feelings and I put my life on paper, I'm an author and somebody believed in it enough to say, yo, we want to put your book out. Wow. And I mean, we were just talking about this uh, prior to the show is that like even with the Hustle Zone, you know, like uh, a lot of people commented earlier on like, well, maybe you should do this properly or maybe you should do that. So I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Every day with the Hustle Zone, I'm always trying to do something to improve it, to make it better. But you have to start because it's a, if you see an opportunity, there's so much of us that, you know, takes so long to make a decision when we see the opportunity, but we, we're so quick to like do things that are not necessary in our best interest. You know, I, I don't know why it takes us so long to, to figure out that we're staring in front of uh, something that could change our life. There's so much cheaper than free resources out there that we can tap, tap into. There's so much people that are willing to work with you if they if they believe in what you're trying to do and i think a part of of getting to that next level is that you you personally have to really truly believe in what it is that you're doing and believe that you're going to be successful because you're never going to get anything off the ground whether you have the money or not see the the, the thing is is you, there's people that believe in you more than you believe in you so because they're believing in you more than you're believing in you, they're fighting harder than you're fighting for you. And by the time you get to the point where you realize that and you're ready to stop fighting, the people that was believing in you are drained. They, they, they're drained and they're like, yo, you know what? I need you to show me that you really want to do this. I need you to show me that you really want more. And you think like, OK, I was procrastinating for three months. So if I go hard for a week, they're going to be back on my team. If I go hard for three months, they're going to go back on my team. No, it might take you two years, three years, four years to show them like, yo, I'm serious about this and I really want it now. But again, you give up on yourself before you get to the point. We like we bend ourselves so much. Right. We bend. But we never we, we always stop before we break, before we feel like we're going to break. And the breaking point is so far away. You will not break. The only way you're going to break is when you die. Mm -hmm. When you die is going to be the only time you break. Other than that, you're just going to go through something. Go through like just look at your life. Go, look at when you felt the worst. I don't know. Maybe your mom passed away, your your grandmother, your 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 father, who like somebody close to you, somebody passed away and you felt like, man, I don't know how I'm going to live. I don't know how I'm going to get past this point. And you still here. And this was like 30 years ago. It was five years ago. You're still here. So in, in your mind, that was your darkest moment. But as soon as you run into something else, you call this your darkest moment. When are you going to run out of darkest moments? I need you to just I need you to just say, yo, you know what? I got so much pull in my life that I'm going to pull myself out of whatever situation I'm in and I'm going to keep growing. I don't want you to push yourself. I want you to pull yourself because there's more power in the pull than there is in the push. That's right. So, uh, Pierre, we're going to have to get going here. Where can we uh, where can we find you? Man, any like I said, man, all all social media, Pierre Evans, um, it'll all pop up YouTube channel. Um, whether it's Facebook, whether it's, uh, you know, Instagram, everything's Pierre Evans, the fifth quarter living movement. Every Saturday morning is a call. 
the group, the community is growing. If you're serious about the next level, if you're serious about really, you know, taking your life somewhere different, if you're tired of going through every day and saying, why me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, let's be done with why me, like how me, how can it be me? And let's figure that out. If you're serious about getting somewhere different and growing your life, like reach out to me. Like, listen, I I just throw my number out, man, because I'm real big. I believe communication people should have access to you. So 480-202-1108. And listen, if you're serious about going to the next level, if you're not serious, I'm not the guy to call, right? I don't believe in excuses, but if you're serious about going to the next level, listen, let's do it. Fifth quarter living movement, like it'll change your life. I promise you. Now, um, what's the book about, and how how will people be able to find it once it's once once you? Because you're saying it's it, it's in the process of being published, or it's published right now. Oh no, it's published. It's, it's about to hit print. It's about to hit the print screen. So it's all going to be coming up real soon. Um, it'll be everywhere, everywhere. Amazon. It'll be it'll be all over the place, everywhere. Like you you won't miss it. You'll just Google it, and it's popping up. It's coming. It's going to go crazy. Um, but the book, man, I, I believe that you can't talk about something if you're not qualified. And I'm not talking about you have the degree. There's a lot of business professors out there that never ran a business, but they're teaching business, right? And I, I don't get out know how that works, but but that one of the qualifications should be you have to have ran a successful business in order to be a business professor. Um, that's in my eyes. I somebody might say you're wrong, Pierre, but you know the the book it explains my life. It talks about where I was and you know some of the tools I use to get to where I am right now. And it's, it's the autobiography and, and it's just giving you the ins and out. What gives me the right to talk about what I do? What gives me the right to say, I don't want to hear your excuses because it's not worth anything. Like what gives me the right to say that? Um, and the book's going to explain all of that to you. And it's going to give you, it's going to give you some solid steps on how to excel in your life. That's awesome. So uh, you're, you're, please don't be a stranger, my friend. Um, you're always welcome to come back on the Hustle Zone. When the book drops, just let me know, and then we'll yeah. get you onto the show. Like, thank you for not, uh, you know, I know that we've been trying. Like, it's, I mean, it's been months. It's like hey, every, every, uh, every week you're like, yo, man, I want to get back on. I want to get back on. So, um, you know, we finally got you back, and this was a blessing. Thank you so much, uh, Pierre, for, for coming into the Hustle Zone. So, you know the tradition, you know, I'm going to do a call and response. I'm going to say welcome to the, and then you're going to have to scream uh, Hustle Zone as loud as you can, my brother. So, yeah, let's go. To the Hustle Zone. <laughs> yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, my brother. And, folks, man, you guys really need to check out uh, Pierre Evans, man. Like, he's so motivational. Every time he comes on here, it's it's just a treat. And, um, you know, he has he does his live broadcasts. I mean, and he does his video production. His video production is on point, man. Um, you know, he, he's pretty much, like, if there's anyone that you want to learn from, he's the guy because, you know, he's seen both sides of the coin. You know, it's like you got, you know, you got people that are coaches that have never really experienced, you know, a whole lot. They just go to school, they get the, the course. They learn how to motivate and, and they learn how to kind of get people going along. But then you have guys like Pierre that, you know, have real experiences of just dealing with life. And then turn and then and now they're there and, and his experiences are so relevant that he and when every time he talks to somebody, people are like, Man, he's thinking what I'm thinking. 
he understands where I'm coming from. So that is the benefit of of checking uh, Pierre Evans out, you know, and uh, and 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 even checking out some of the people that he's associated with. I mean, Eric Thomas, man, like that's uh, ET, man. Like we are all watching his videos on YouTube. Like these are great people that he's associated with, but he's carved a name for himself. He's done it himself just by persevering and offering great leadership, you know, and, you know, being an example, a good example, you know, and like I will say is that you don't have to be a great example. You don't have to be a bad example. Just be a good one. And for sure, Pierre Evans is a good example. So it's always a pleasure. He's always welcome to come back on the show. Folks, uh, Hustle Zone Magazine is coming soon. Uh, we got the team ready. I had to remove people from the group. Not that I hate y'all. I just want to say it now. I don't hate any of the people that I had to remove. It's just that we're looking for active participants. So if you're a writer and you're ready to take things to the next level and you want to be shown onto the Hustle Zone, there's four things you got to do. You got to have your headshots. Um, you have to have your headshots done uh, by somebody else, not by your iPhone. You need to get your... Um, we have release forms and agreements, non-disclosures that you have to sign. Um, you have to fill out an application so that we have all your, your, your links to your social media and, and, and whatnot so that when we do post your article that we have all the proper representation and then you send us a logo so that we can, we can, we can advertise your company and whatnot. And pretty much the Hustle Zone magazine is there to put you out, to make you better. We're not trying to replace motivational brands you know, in coaching, we're not doing any of that stuff. We're just amplifying what you're already doing um, on a platform. Where, and and we, we care about design. We care about presentation. We care about just how it's delivered so that people can really understand the true essence of your story. So please hit me up if you're interested in being a writer. But please understand that if you're doing business with me, um, I am a straight shooter, but I'm very detailed. I have systems in place and you got to be able to catch up. And if you can't catch up, get someone that can help you catch up. You know, like I had one person, uh, it, I had one person, uh, he has an office manager, went and filled out the application. Like if you can't do it, get someone else to do it, you know, so that you're ready to, you know, to be published. Because I'm putting people on IMDB, you know, I'm putting people, I'm actually going to, you know, to the, like, I'm, I'm doing this at 120%, getting everybody you know, maximum exposure and I'm putting my own money into it. So I'm not going to be half stepping. It's not okay to get someone else to do your headshots. So, uh, or not, not okay for you to do your own headshots. You really got to take it seriously. So thank you guys so much, uh, for participating in the hustle zone. And, um, until next time, I'm going to put these credits here and see Pierre is already, it see, do you see these styles? Pierre is already in the credits. The credits were created. This is awesome. You know, we're, 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 we're venturing on some technology that y'all don't have access yet. So you guys want to make sure you check out the Hustle Zone. So I love you guys so much. Have a good one.